Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Hello there. I see I'm late to the party. There's already a conversation going on. There is. Is it? Yeah, they, they've already started a drinking game. Oh, we're behind then. <laughs> I like the first one. If, if Fitz uh, has internet problems. <laughs> my internet's gonna be perfect tonight you're gonna go home sober you're gonna be oh. so sober that you're gonna have a hangover from being sober uh-huh famous last uh, okay. words is microphone problem one of the topics <laughs> <laughs> should be all right what is what's my gimmick every time i try to get everyone back on track okay yeah yeah i guess <clears throat> Lee doesn't have a gimmick, does he? Oh, mine is. They say if I say F FAA. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Damn. It's like, I'm it's a twitch. <laughs> yeah. Is it like the Pee Wee Herman show? <laughs> FAA. There's <laughs> my first drink. <laughs> Hello, everybody. We uh, we have topics. No one knows where the list is. It's all up here. But we think oh, yeah, we're going to write it down. I forgot to write it down. You asked me. About I did. So anyway. I'll have to go back to you. I did mention one. One of them being the Cox motor. So we'll, we'll we put that on our list. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wish I... Okay, I'll get up and go grab that airplane in a minute when we get to that topic. So, but for now, no need. Well, actually, let's just see what the, the viewers are wanting to talk about today. We got the drinking game down. We got some howdies. Hey, Quinn. Howdy. See, these goatas are here. Nice. Did you see the stuff they showed off today? I did. The comet oh, and the cadrone? Well, all right, let me the, try to... What, what? <laughs> you know, if anybody's noticed, I'm not in my workshop because my laptop here, I don't know if you heard the beep just now, went into, I feel like doing a complete overhaul update. Please wait five hours while I process this. Uh, let me pull up the knees, go to video link or photos while you guys are chatting. Okay. Fitch, you're not one of those weirdos who put ketchup on the fries before you eat them, right? You are. Oh. Well, you, like, you, you put them on after? You get, no, they're for dipping. Like people who squeeze ketchup all over a plate of fries. Oh, no, I don't do that. I have okay, a, a little cup thing. So I just okay, there you go. You're doing it right. Oh, I'm not okay. sure we could be friends the other way around. Mm. No, I don't put it up all over fries like that. No, I don't do that. Okay. No, I've never done that. In fact, sometimes we went somewhere, uh, me and Jeff and I were having lunch, Red Robin, I think. And they didn't have anything for me to put the ketchup in. So I actually asked them, can I have a little cup? Ketchup cup for my ketchup, little, little thingy. Is that what we're talking about? It is. Well, that's one of the two. That's the comet. You see, it fits. DH88. Oh, look at that. And it's that's foam board. Goodness. That that's just amazing. It makes such a so nice. That's made out of flat pieces of foam. Right. That looks better <laughs> even than the GWS models of 20 years ago, which were actually molded. So yeah, great job, Jack. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. But that's call. not the only one. You I know. I'm, I, I'll be waiting. I'm coming back. Right. Let's see what picture yeah, I like. You know how big that the 88 Comet was, roughly? Uh, or uh, I see Steve's in the chat. Steve, tell us yeah. how big that is. And what we motor are you, you Steve? Louder. <laughs> Speak louder. <laughs> wow, look at that. The Cadrone, yeah. Would you like some fuselage with your wing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thayer Syme designed one of these a few years ago for Balsa, and that's a neat airplane. They did a whole event at the Neat Fair where they were doing a uh, classic you know, 30s or golden age racers so that was the one he did and uh it's a beautiful airplane i didn't know much about it before then 
Yeah. Wow. It's blue. It's blue. Oh, blue streak. Fifty inch. Oh, wow, that's pretty good size. That's Thanks, not Steve. small. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what'd you say? Fifty? Five zero? Yeah. Five zero. Oh, that is good. All right. So who's gonna build one? <laughs> not it. I gotta build a Betty. <laughs> yes, gotta build a Betty. <laughs> Do you have one? Ooh, oh, I had the plans for one. Oh, okay. Oh, same thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I had the plans. So, courtesy of the news goders, thank you okay. very much. Nice, nice. In flight. Ooh. It's pretty. That is very pretty. nice. Oh, wait, where, where are the spinners? Uh, yeah, don't take that the wrong way, but we're going to find you some spinners that work on that. <laughs> Just uh, put the cherry on top. So, Ooh, speaking, speaking of airplane parts... Fitz, have you delivered the goods? Delivered the goods? Yeah. To Lee? The stuff for the thing? No, I haven't seen him. He 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 uh he comes out, he tapped out of the uh the our, our plan meeting. Yes. And, oh, that's right. And even if I did go, where was the box? Yeah. Well, that's not important right now. The fact is, you didn't he's, go to the meeting. He's, he's blaming uh, me for not going, but someone left the box at home anyway. So, oh, I see. So you already know what it is. No, I'm just assuming it's a box of oh. motors and ESCs. You assume correctly. So okay. that's motors and ESCs for you to get plywood overcast flying down in the southern hemisphere. What's plywood the, overcast? The southern U.S. Yeah. Yeah. What it? Yeah. See, the burden is on you now, buddy. You mean that thing that's taking up a parking spot in my garage? At least one. Yeah. It is taking up one. <laughs> yeah. If that doesn't fly at best, our friendship is over. Well, it'll fly at best because you'll you'll help me fly it, correct? Kaput. With my mental brain waves. No, you're from, coming. Yeah. I think Fitz and I are going to get our A team on. We're going to fly up there and. You know, give you a shot. <laughs> give me some. What is it? The milk with knockout juice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Here, drink throw you, this. Throw you in how, how, do, how do we explain it to Southwest that we're just? He's he's drunk. He's just drunk. He's fine. He's just drunk. Yeah, he's all right. See, he's breathing. He's drunk. <laughs> Weekend at Terry's. Uh, Weekend at best. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Weekend with Terry. Well, Weekend at least. Best. It's in my car now, Lee. It's, it's it's living in the car. So okay. next time I get to you, you have a nice, probably melted parts from, <laughs> from the heat wave we've been having lately. But hey, that's an excellent segue. Speaking of Fitz's car, hey, yeah. Oh yeah, remember the uh, my my little black Audi that was bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. <laughs> yes. Now it's no longer. I no longer have the Audi. I've gotten rid of it. Did you trade it or sell it or? I sold it. Uh, there's, okay. a, there's somebody I knew who was really pining after it for some reason, but um, hey, it made it easier for me. So uh, I have have now uh, relieved myself of ownership of the little Audi that I could, and now I have a brand new owner or a spanking new 2021 Rav4 Prime. <laughs> What is the, <laughs> does it come with a voice? <laughs> <laughs> it's over primes. <laughs> Autobots roll out. Uh, so, so what this does is, Prime mean? Uh, this is the plug-in hybrid version of the Toyota Rav Four. This is okay. a new model. They've had a they had the plug-in. I think uh, what is it? Uh, uh, what's the other hybrid they had? Uh, whatever it was, Prius? they had a sedan. <laughs> Maybe the Prius. I think the Prius. Yeah, plug-in Prius for a while. And so, so, does that mean it's primarily electric with fuel assist? 
it's um not I wouldn't say fuel assist. It is and it isn't. Okay. And it's it is primary, and it's not primary. All right. <laughs> so uh let me go step back a little bit. I've been looking for a car for a little while now. Actually, I think just before or just as the uh the shutdown started. Uh, the the I needed something bigger. Not I got some some bigger airplanes. This is airplane related, so I've had issues with transporting some of my larger aircraft. Now that I've got things like the um, uh, Marine Sonier and the Shot Cub and that kind of stuff, and so <clears throat> and another one is on the bench too. It's going to be pretty big. And I realized, oh well, this little Audi is just not going to cut it anymore. It, it served me well, but being an Audi and they, they just need too much repair and it was too small. Anyways, so the Audi wasn't any. Yeah, I was, I was an idiot. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, so I've been looking around. My first uh, choice was actually a Subaru. I was thinking I'll go back to Subaru. I've had a Subaru before, and I thought, well, Subaru Outback, they've kind of gotten a lot bigger. And uh, all-wheel drive, I wanted something all-wheel drive, something I could tow with since I have a trailer now. Uh, so I was all set to kind of go after one of those. Plus, they were having an engine upgrade in, uh, I think, this, this past year, new model year, they upgraded the engine. So, anyways, uh, I uh, doing research. I came across that Toyota was offering a new version of their Rav Four. Now, my, my wife has been bugging me to get a Toyota Rav Four for some time, but for the most part, I was like, yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, but uh, when this came out, I said, well, I can solve two birds with one stone. I can placate her, and the fact that this was a plug-in hybrid was really a couple of things that I really liked. One, on electric only. Terry, you can run it electric only as okay. a primary, and actually defaults to that when you turn it on. It has forty mile range, so I could commute to work and back and have some reserve left over. Never buy an ounce of gas; I just plug it in at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had all wheel drive, and it has an engine. And the engine and the electric motor s- system can work together to give you three hundred and one horsepower, something like that. That thing got a Hemi? <clears throat> that thing's got a virtual Hemi. So this is not the... Because I've driven like rented RAV4s before. They were a little bit wheezy, so I wasn't all that impressed with them. Other than, you know, they were a nice ride, but I just thought, eh, it doesn't have enough gum. This has gum. This thing, uh, now that I've broken it in, I've had it for about a month, and I've stepped on it a few times, and yeah, <laughs> 0 to 60 in 5.7 seconds is what they're uh what the company rates it at and people have tested it and it's pretty close to that it felt it's it's punchy even in electric only mode it's, it's pretty punchy right uh i see steve has a question uh it did not come with a hitch but you can get a hitch put on which is what i did i had the dealer install a toyota oem hitch yeah which is you there's aftermarket hitches and there's a toyota one and after doing some research the toyota one even though it's a little more expensive has a higher ride height, and people said it has a better ground clearance, so I went with that. And it, and the thing is, is it's got twenty five hundred pound towing capacity, so you're you're not gonna pull that thing off. It's gonna pull trees out of the ground probably. Uh, so and I actually ran the trailer for the first time last weekend. I think it was last weekend when I went to a fly-in about ninety miles away, and that was yeah. the first time with the trailer. And it was a couple of nice things about this car. <clears throat> running with the trailer, which is why I got it. In fact, I had a list of stuff that I really liked about this car, and I w- w- made it a really good um, car for modelers. And I think I s- I've set a few things. Uh, one thing I like is that now I have a reverse camera, and I can see the tow knob. What do you want to call this? The tow bulb hitch thing? The tow hitch? 
from the yeah. rear view camera. So much easier than doing the Audi because Audi I had to back up a little bit, get out of the car, check it, go back in the car, get out of the car, go back in the car. This one, you just back up. I can see everything in the rear view camera and back right up and be pretty much perfect real quickly. So it's actually easier for me to hook up the trailer and work it around. Uh, with the 2500 towing capacity and extra horsepower, towing the thing is no problem at all. Even in the Audi, I could kind of feel the kind of surging a little bit with the trailer. Uh, with this one, I hardly feel it at all. Most of the time, I don't notice it's back there. And that with the Audi, I always knew it was back there. Even though the Audi had good power, it was pretty obvious the little car was just kind of lightweight compared to this thing, which is a little, much heavier. Uh, so for this car, one, I'm going to run down a quick list. Or what quick. I really like about it, real quick. Stuart, Stuart asked, "Is uh, yeah. adding the hitch avoids any warranty?" <clears throat> no, 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 no. I never heard that. Nobody's ever said it avoids the warranty. <laughs> In the manual, it talks about towing. It says <laughs> towing capacity twenty five hundred pounds. Don't tow unless you've got uh, six hundred miles on the engine and so forth. So I would see. I wouldn't see how, and I didn't see anything in there. Especially since the dealer installed it, it should be fine. Maybe yeah. if you got an aftermarket, it would have been an issue. But that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so here's my, this is like the, uh, the talk show. Top How 10 reasons. Toyota paying you to read this? Yeah, I know. <laughs> is it, to play some little Toyota background music? Oh, what well, a feeling. I'm, I'm an evangelist for this model now. If somebody's looking for a new car, consider getting one of these. This is okay. pretty cool. Well, before uh, you start. Uh, yeah. Was it easy to get? Cause I keep hearing that there's a car shortage in the U S so that that's a story behind that. No, <laughs> it was a pain in the butt to get. These things are limited production. And limited availability, and unless you live on the east or west coast, pretty much no availability for the most part. I had to buy it out of state. First time, this is the first time I bought a new car. I always bought used. First time I bought one out of state, sight unseen. Well, I thought your Audi was new. No, I bought that used. Okay. It was a couple of years. It was only a couple of years old, but I bought it used. Oh. Hmm. Uh, so I like usually like to buy a car used or save on depreciation, but this I had no option. Uh, I had to buy it new, and there really wasn't much for discounts or anything on it. Um, but I. <laughs> Remember when I went out to um, Nevada, Reno, Nevada? Yeah. While I was there, I started calling around because I was right next to California. I knew California had a lot of uh, allocations for this car. So I called some dealers, and I found some dealers that had some on a lot that weren't talked about. And I thought, well, cool, except they all wanted large markups, like thousands of dollars of markup. Yeah. And one of the dealers I talked to says, yeah, this is pretty common. You're not going to find anything that's it's five to eight thousand dollar markup is going to be pretty normal. You know, I'm going to jump in real quick and tell you I had to take my suburban in, and while we were waiting, I went to go look at some of the cars that were inside the store, the showroom, and two of the Corvettes had markups of twenty thousand dollars. It's like another car. <laughs> it's like I agree. I was like, <laughs> no, I should have just taken the word No, not in your life. Twenty thousand dollars over, <clears throat> and that's over MSRP. That's not even over your expected dealer price. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, same thing in California. I was like, "That's crazy. I'm not paying that." Uh, so, so there was I, I poked around on, on the internet, just forums and stuff, and one of the forums posted a spreadsheet of all the Rav fours coming into the states and where they're going. And so I poked around. And I said, hey, "Wait a minute. Where will I find one? Somebody near? We're near where somebody near a relative or a friend or something." And I poked around in Connecticut. As you remember, I'm from Connecticut. I have a lot of family there, and that's Northeast. They're getting a lot. I knew they were getting a lot in that area. And I found a dealer that was literally one mile away from where my father lives. 
that had one that had several coming in. They had the color I liked and the, the trim I liked because there's a couple of different trims and one's really expensive. <laughs> I'm sending you cash. <laughs> like, <laughs> you like, this store. <laughs> <laughs> like that, you're going to be picking up something in a couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, so, and, and ironically, when I told him what the dealer was, he goes, oh yeah, I know them. I went there with your sister to look for a car and I've worked with them in the past when I used to be a teacher to find an internship for some of my students. Like, oh wow, small world. Yeah. And they weren't, so they weren't adding on the markup. They weren't adding on, it was just, they were selling it at normal uh, MSRP. You're not getting any discounts. Nobody's getting it for below MSRP unless it's some really weird thing. Uh, but at least they weren't marking them up. They're selling it at, which I figured a win. Down the street from my father, easy, easy, and I'll just have it shipped over. Okay. But you so, really need that undercoating. Yeah, <laughs> they actually offered that to me. I thought, <laughs> should I get that? No, I'm in Texas. I don't need that. That's a northeastern thing. It's funny though. It comes with what they call the winter package. Um, standard. I, I didn't have any option on that, which is a sunroof, which I was like, eh. uh, but and, and heated seats, like uh, on that. And but it has. Someone's gonna love that. Man, every time she gets in the car, she hits that heated seat button. Yeah. Here I am in Texas. It's 90 degrees outside, and she's hitting that heated seat button. <laughs> See, so something wrong with that girl. I don't know what's wrong the with her. The car already paid for itself. <laughs> yep. Oh, man, she keeps stealing it from me, too. But anyways, uh, but it has these neat little windshield wipers that come on with rain automatically and some other features. Oh, yeah. So. And it's got a heated steering wheel, I guess, and the heated mirrors, which actually are nice. Because I keep the car outside, so it'll come in handy in the winter. Time. Are you sure you're not being paid by Toyota to do this? <laughs> All right, so I don't want to go on too long. Uh, so, <laughs> just real quick, I really like it. Wait, it's, wait, wait! Steve nailed it. Steve and I did it at the same time. Chris Walker show. <laughs> hey, they asked me. You're gonna don't, suffer the consequences. Well, the last uh, one was the Lee Ray show. Yeah, that's true. Last audio podcast. So this car is actually really neat. Even my, uh, even though I didn't get the super upgraded version with the a couple of the inverter, but I can add my own. Um, what I really like is it's actually very roomy inside, so it, it can easily fit like my shock cub fit in there, no problem. And and several other planes get in there. I could probably fit the shock cub and the moraine solnier in there believe it or not unlike the other car which is one or the other uh it's come standard all-wheel drive so not only is that good in the rain but you know a lot of times we go to flying fields that are pretty muddy and, and cruddy and stuff and so uh, i had no problem doing that to take with the trailer too when i went to uh uh, uh to the fly-in uh i was be able to back up i could back up in all electric mode so it was nice and quiet a lot of a lot of torque uh, I mentioned that it's a, a cheap daily driver with a 40-mile range. Uh, it's also very quiet, so you can sneak out in the middle in the morning with your airplane stuff and not awake your wife and stuff, right? <laughs> Is that yes. an issue? <laughs> <laughs> you can sneak out without starting anything up or sneak back in if you got if you bought that kit, right, that you're not supposed <laughs> to buy. You, know, you can sneak in and she yeah, can't so hear you. you have a lot of trouble sneaking in kits. <laughs> I don't, but, you know, sometimes people do. Yeah. Uh, now we're talking about the Rav Four Prime. So this is a this special version, not just a regular hybrid. I see somebody says a hybrid. Hybrids are nice, but this look up Prime, like like Optimus Prime. Uh, and I mentioned a three hundred <laughs> horsepower, twenty five hundred twenty. In fact, I got an Optimus Prime sticker on it too now. Tell them fits uh, you. With the speed. Exactly. What's the code? Yeah. If you shell out the money, you can get a, a fifteen hundred watt pure sine wave inverter in the back part. If you want built in, along with a lot of neat features, room for camping. It's got something called uh, 
my did room just, mode. Did he just pull out the manuals? <laughs> no, no, I got a little. I got a little. <laughs> I got a little list. <laughs> if you can't, if you plug it in, you can turn on the camping mode, and like the air conditioner will run and stuff in there, and you can be nice and comfortable and and, and whatnot. Wasn't well, there some indie all, all night? Keep going. Oh. Uh, I like that it's got a remote AC button. So if I press the button, AC turns on without starting the car up and stays on. So if you got if you got delicate airplanes, you can just press that button and it'll keep your planes cool without the running the engine. Cool. And of course, uh last thing is it's a Toyota. So hopefully this will be a lot more reliable than my Audi was. Uh nice thing. I think somebody has mentioned a chat real quick. Uh there's several options for charging it. It comes with a 110 volt cord so you can just plug it into any regular house outlet and it takes overnight to charge it's, it's not very fast but it's convenient so i can plug it in anywhere but it also has um, two different options for fast charging there's a three kilowatt and a six kilowatt so that's four or two hours depending on which one you get uh of charging uh, off 220 240 volt receptacle or out in a field so uh it, it could charge for me overnight's been fine but i am gonna get a Faster charger setup, so I can do it in four hours. It'd be a little more convenient for sometimes. Right. So, anyways, I finally got a new car after ten years of the other car. Roughly, you, I drive my cars until they die. So, if you tow your trailer, you can charge your car because it has the solar panel. Has the solar panel on? Oh, <laughs> uh, they don't well, put out that much power. Yeah, technically, yes. But if you park, well, you have the trailer. You could just. Switch around, plug it back into your car, do no, a little charging. No. One other thing, it has what they call a charge mode. So you, you press this button, That's good. and the engine will turn on, and it'll charge the main battery. But so you can use it as a generator. Yeah. So for even if like you lose power in your house, you could you know, theoretically plug uh, something, a refrigerator or something into it, turn a car on, and it's a generator. Huh. Well, there you go. You, so, need, to, you need to make it make this, the transformer sound when you start it. <laughs> I think he probably already does. Transformers, more than meets the eye. I was just watching that on Netflix. They have a new one. It's CGI. It's it's actually pretty good, if a little talky. Yeah, oh. All right, what's next on our list? <laughs> well, and another thing. No, <laughs> well, we should give Fitz a rest with his vocal cords. Terry, did you celebrate National Model Aviation Day? I did. I really did. You want to know how? Please. I went flying. Is there another way you're supposed to celebrate it? I don't um, think so. I, I mean, if you can't fly, it's bad weather. I guess you build. Oh, no. It was beautiful weather here. Like, gorgeous all day. 70 to 75 degrees, very low <sighs> winds. Here, I give you full it screen. It was nice. Down. So I went out that morning, and I think I posted a picture on Instagram. I took my Piranha, Piranha. My, my UMX Parallax, my CJ6 and my baby B and I flew them at my local field. I was the only person there. What? But, uh, well, yeah, actually on that day, I was the only person there the whole time, but it was nice. Got in a couple hours of flying. Then I came back home and we all went to the County fair, the Erie County fair. We had fun. Yeah. And at that fair a couple of years ago, they actually had drone races, but they didn't have that this year. Hmm. So, we had a good time. And I wore my uh, National Model Aviation Day t-shirt. Like that yeah, one? like that one. Yep. <laughs> Man, I was, you're there ready, didn't you? <laughs> well, he was talking about it. 
I, I don't have your photo up here, uh, Terry, but it, I think you sent me a picture of look, looking down at the phone with your shirt. Yeah, chat. yeah, it was that was the best I could do. So I forget where you were, Fitz, but um, Austin and I, and well, actually Ryan too, we went down to Scobie. And other people must have like checked the temperature gauge before they went out there because only like six other pilots were there and it was very hot and humid. Hmm. We were dying out there. But you I want to come to Buffalo. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a simple trip. You should come down to Houston. Is that one of the uh, freebie aeroscouts? That is. I, I bet you can't see the repairs we did to it. He I can see the landing gear. Looks a little. Uh, on the left up. side. Yeah, on the left side. <laughs> <laughs> There's some damage to the nose. Everything's on the back side. We're showing you to the pretty side. You took it uh, from that angle for a reason. <laughs> exactly. But uh, this was a good feel-good story. We were out there enjoying not National Mall Aviation Day. I have other photos on the AMA page that we took out there. And uh, yeah, it was hot. But this kid here, I believe his name was uh, Trace. He, uh, We saw him out there. Austin is just a very friendly guy. He just talked to this kid who had a couple other planes and he's fairly new into the hobby and they just had a blast talking and his mother was there. We were chatting and uh, having a good time. And she was very grateful that Austin was talking to him. And then Austin let him have, get the hands at the control of the Aero Scout. So oh, cool. it was nice that he did that. So we did celebrate national Mali aviation. Day. I don't think they, they took a picture of me with my shirt, but we all had our, our shirts out there and had a good time. And also spent some time over at the control line area where they were doing combat, which was really oh, neat. Yeah, it's loud. <laughs> <laughs> and and Fitz actually will know about loud because he's been running an engine for you. Do you want to switch to that? Oh, wait, did, were we going to talk about what Fitz did on Model Aviation Day? Oh, I guess. Are, are you ready? Are you going to talk about your raps more? Yeah, you just skipped right over me. <laughs> yeah, no respect. Did you Did you take your RAV? Out for national model, of course, I did. <laughs> Not only that, I took it out there and I plugged it in at the field out there. <laughs> oh, to get some free juice, yeah, get some free juice, yeah, it recovered uh, the energy I used to get out there. So, consider it a free trip. So, what was your oh, I, with uh, the Texas City Club had a fly in that day, they had the big bird and swap meet, okay? So, I pulled out the shot cub. Uh, even though I said the Big Bird actually opened it up for smaller stuff, so I had the Shuck Cub and the Hangar Nine uh, Hellcat. Oh, that I have. oh, yeah, I hadn't flown a Hellcat in a while, uh, so it was good to get it out and fly around. It's a fun plane to fly. So two gassers, no electrics. No, no the Hellcat's electric. Oh, I thought that was a twenty cc, fifteen cc, and it has electric option. Oh, okay. Six L, it flies really good as electric. Right. So that's it, a grass runway. Yes, grass runway. So I think that was the first time I had flew the Hellcat off a of grass runway. Uh, so no problem. It took off just fine. Cool. Flew around. Um, Chuck, is it Chuck Klassen? Who's it? The, the guy that takes pictures, Lee, is it Chuck something? Chuck Klassen. Klassen, yeah. He was out there. He has a nice picture of me, of my um, Hellcat in the air. I don't cool. think he got the shot cub in here, but he did the Hellcat. I'm going to say goodnight to Quinn. He just uh, was chatting in here. We oh, kind of talked over him, but Quinn's saying goodnight. So... Thanks for joining, Quinn. Yeah. So we had a fairly decent turnout at uh, the Texas City Club. It wasn't huge, but it wasn't terrible either. So, Did you do another flag uh, thing with the shot cub? No, just that one time. Did I talk about that? Yeah, well, you talked about with it the before last you did it, and then I oh. saw pictures of <laughs> you doing it. Yeah, that was interesting. It was, it was a, a minor um, snafu doing that. Uh, uh -oh. That was I for um, the, Tex the Alvin Club. They had a 
a, a club fly-in competition thing, just just one of those fun fly things, and asked me to tow the American flag as opening ceremonies. And we had tested it a few weeks before with the shot cup, just hook up the flag and get the weights right and stuff and the release mechanism. And no problem, flew around great, release mechanism worked really good, and I had a lot of fun with it. And so the opening day of the, of the event, they said, okay, well, can you take off from the grass on the side instead of uh, on the runway so you're not dragging a flag as much and you're sort of out of sight until he pops up. And I said, okay, yeah, sure, no problem. And so they announced, okay, we're going to do the opening ceremonies. And I cranked the engine up and I and I dropped the flaps a little bit and I just, you know, firewalled it. And as it's taking off, the flag comes off on the ground and the plane takes off without the flag. Like, well, that's not good. <laughs> so I come around and land real quick. And I, I look and I see that the uh, some one of the string uh, attachments is broken off the flag. I said, well, I, I guess that broke off. There's a little uh, zip tie that held it on. I, the zip tie broke. I said, well, okay, the zip tie broke. And so I went over to, to put the, the flag back onto the plane, and the whole mechanism to release it is broken. So Aww. somehow it broke in two places, not just a little zip tie, but the whole release mechanism, which is made of wood and balsa and stuff. And so I was like, uh, okay, well, I can tie this all together, but I have to drag the flag on the ground and take off, and I can't release. Is that going to be okay? And they're like, yeah, okay, we'll do what you have to do. <laughs> and in fact, he got on, a, got on a, the announcing thing says, eh, we apologize for dragging a flag around on the ground, but <laughs> we don't have a choice. But that's fair. for a good reason. That's <laughs> yeah, for a good reason. Yeah, America. Uh, so... <laughs> So I ended up. So after that, I took off, no problems. Flew around, and uh, uh, it's neat flying. It's different flying a, a lot of drag and flying the plane around with a flag hanging off of it. No problem. Otherwise, did really well, and the people really enjoyed it. They said that they really enjoyed watching it. So uh, after that, everything was okay. Landed just fine, and then I got in the car and zipped off to uh, the other flying. I had two flyings in one day. Wow. So, but no, no flag towing at the Texas City Club. Yeah, they. I don't think they did anything fancy. All right. So, but anyway, that all... report. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So we all got out that day. That's good. Yep. So Tony's here. Yeah. So you may notice the comment above that from Jason Klein. We are working on a top secret plan to get you guys up to neat. Oh, that one right there. It may also involve ether. <laughs> No, I need to ask this guy. And pillowcases. So Matthew says, I started, I was working on a 747. Real or model? Real. <laughs> he posted a video earlier today, I think, of a real cargo 747. Don't show my son. I need, to, I need to walk away for a minute. I'll be right back. Oh, I'll okay. just, I'll just remove, well, I'll just hide him, I guess. How do I remove him? Do I just do that? Click. <laughs> So was that you, Matthew, that posted a video of a red and white 747 landing today? I saw that, I think, on Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, shoot, I guess I'll have to tell Austin. Yeah. So maybe Matthew knows, if you've listened to the podcast, my son's a huge 747 fan. In fact, I just saw a picture earlier, and I, I'm not going to bring it up, but it's a picture of him at the Boeing Plaza at AirVenture, because he was like all over there, and there's a picture of him in front of a huge Boeing 747 sign. Is there so, a, oh, a sign, sorry. Yeah. You've got his Boeing shirt and his Boeing hat, so. <laughs> He's got to charge something. He's got to put something on the charge. He's bringing the wrap for in. Oh, that's awesome. And Fitz He's, won't see this until he gets back. He's awesome. just taking his laptop out there. He's going to finish the podcast from inside. Actually, I'm going to scroll, scroll through here and take a look at some comments here. So uh, someone had mentioned a, 
I had a comment besides, uh, yeah, Jason talking about us going to meet. Um, dun, dun, dun. Well, I saw that uh, Jack came in because Jack wasn't here when we first started showing the pictures, I don't think. Jack on Hiskoda? Yeah. So maybe he, because I, I don't see him chatting at the beginning of the chat room. So, so hello, Jack. Glad you could make it. Oh, Fitz is back. Let's add him back. And that other guy. <laughs> no, the guy. No, I didn't go get the rap for. Oh, I see chat. Pick of the flight. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that'd be awesome. I see that. And then Jack, Jack's there. Hey, so Jack, now that we know you're here, awesome work, buddy. I mean, I think you now does does Jack build them, but Dad paints them, right? Yep. Okay. Jack designs and builds and flies. Steve looks pretty. They are pretty. <laughs> I'm not worthy. <laughs> All right. So what is next on the list? There's a box in front of Fitz. He's going to tell us what's in the box. It's a mystery. What's Mysterious. in the box? What's the, there's got to be a little tune, right? What's in the box? Da, 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 da. Now <laughs> for this week's segment of what's in the box. What's in the box? Let's bring it to Fitz. Fitz, tell us what's in the box. In the is box? it a giveaway? Is it a giveaway? No, 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 no. Let's give it away. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little this. <gasps> I know what that is. You know what this is? <laughs> I do. Oops. So hold on. Let me get my half of that puzzle. Hold on one sec. I'll put y'all both up here. In case you didn't see it. There it Maybe is. Maybe I'll just Sorry. remove me from I'll remove myself for a bit so you guys can show your wares. My wares. Okay, carry on. <laughs> okay. So so Terry. Fitz. Where where Lee go? I'm right here. I'm just letting oh, you guys okay. have the screen. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you left left. Person that you don't need me for this. So I was going to say, Terry, so remember this gunked up, seized uh, behemoth of a, a how, how can I job? forget it? Yes. Yeah, look at that. Oh. Look at that. Oh, yeah. That's Beautiful. the good stuff. Give me what I need, baby. <laughs> now, here's you keep making that sound, that flipping sound. Tony's going to get excited. <laughs> right. It's he's not that kind of show. He's going to say, put some fuel in it and put a battery on it. <laughs> well, I did. I, I sent a video oh, of it I running. That. I'm talking yeah. about now, like for the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. So, so. Like, and how, here we go, folks. 15 minutes of a. Well, I'll let Terry, top Terry top tell you. Engine running. <laughs> I, I've talked oh. enough. Terry, you tell the story. Well, I think we talked about it in the last show, so this would just be an update. So I bought this um, Cox Acro Cub control line plane, which is so much cleaner now than it was before. It <laughs> took a, a long time to it had the gooped up fuel that had been on it for decades. But really, the hardest part was the decals that were originally on it had just dry rotted on there, but would not come off. So I ended up using some denatured alcohol and a lot of uh, thumbnail finally got most of it off. So it's um, in pretty good shape now. There's just some nooks and crannies that I can't get, um, get rid of the stuff, but it's got the elevator on there and you can see all this red right here is one molded piece of plastic. That's pretty impressive piece of molding. Yeah. Actually. That's what I that. thought, especially for 1970 and it's clean. There's no mold release marks or you know, they're very subtle. So, and it's got a little undercambered airfoil built into it. Very I, nice job. I can break that plastic part in five seconds. I, yeah, I'm sure you could. And I'm sure a lot of people did. Uh, yeah, hopefully it's not well, too brittle after all these years. No, it feels sturdy. Wow. 
I don't know if it's polystyrene or something else, but it, it's in pretty good shape. So old Leroy knew what he was doing with this. Um, so I pulled the engine out. Couldn't, yeah, it was as gooped up as the rest of the airplane. Played with it for a minute and uh, then decided my best option was to send it to Fitz. And Fitz, you, you got it running. What did it take? Not much. I did, of course, it was seized and gunk, so... <clears throat> so I took it apart. Well, at least it's not a whole lot to take apart, but I took the back plate off. I think was it already off when you got it? I had disassembled it. Okay, so it was already disassembled. I would have done that if you hadn't, but yeah. Disassembled it. I think did I take the cylinder off completely? No. Did I? No, I didn't. I didn't take the cylinder head off, but it was it was disassembled enough so that what I did was uh, I stuck it in a crock pot with antifreeze in it, giving it a nice cooking overnight. And what it allowed me to do is warm it up and kind of lubricate it a little bit enough where I could turn it over. It wasn't quite like this, but I was able to turn over, um, spray some machine oil in there, and sort of really get it worked over and um, lubricated nice and turned up. Um, and then I actually stuck it in a sonic cleaner after that, once uh, it got cleaned out. And Yeah, it's shiny. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, from the... Antifreeze bath and a sonic cleaner really did a work over it. Put everything in there, including the needle valve assembly and the back plate. Everything just got chucked in there. I cleaned up the the diaphragm, we call it, the little uh, reed, reed valve. valve. Yeah, I cleaned that up a little bit. That was a little bit gunky. Yeah, it looked like it was in pretty good shape still. It was one of the metal ones, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The metal ones are nice. So, because the later ones were real plastic and sometimes they can thing go, go bad after a while. Uh, it looked pretty good. So I said, well, I, I found a head from a similar looking Cox engine. A glow a head. compression head, glow head. Um, I can't remember if I added another shim. Did I add another shim? I think. Oh, I don't remember. I might have added oh, another shim in here just just for just for giggles. But what about remember. the backplate gasket? Because I can. Um, Did you have to add one, or does it need one? I didn't add one. This it's got a neat little uh, uh, heat shield. I don't know if you. Oh uh, yeah. Hold on, let me this pull your screen up. Kind of neat. It, it has. Sorry if the camera doesn't focus. Is that what it is for heat? I'm going to make uh, you solo. There you go. It's sort of a exhaust diverter heat shield. I think it's more of a heat shield because well, the needle valve is right here. It's an exhaust spreader. Maybe that too. I see Tony's in the chat. Maybe he can give it's it. It's like bigger, out of focus. <laughs> yeah, a, I don't know. How it's I a sprinkler head for the exhaust. All over the plane. I don't think there's a focus knob. Maybe I just won't maybe move so close. Uh. So, and that forms part of the back plate and seems right. to make a pretty good gasket. It seemed to run fine, so okay. I didn't see the need to add a gasket to the back. There was a gasket that came apart when I disassembled it. Oh, uh, was there? Yeah, you saw me running it. You saw the video. Yeah. It seemed to run just yeah. fine without it. Yeah. Uh, I can go scratch around and see if I have a gasket and stick it on there for you. I trust you. Uh, so, the goop and, will seal it up after a few runs. And it seems it's got a really fine needle valve. So it looks like you don't have to really turn it. It seems to be pretty good control of the needle valve. Um, other than that, I had to put it in a vise. I realized I was hooking it up. I was like, wait a minute. There's no holes to mount it to anything. <laughs> so I just stuck it in a vise and ran it. They're not all that powerful of an engine. It did. Yeah, Tony says it's a heat shield. That's what I thought because it looked like it got pretty warm. What about um, the screen over the intake? Did the It's still there. Well, right, but it seemed to be gooped up too. So did the sonic cleaner take care Pro of that? Yeah, probably the bath and the sonic cleaner would have got rid of any any of all that stuff. So Okay. And so you ran it on twenty five percent fuel? 
Yeah, simply because I just had it laying around. Okay. Um, like I told you, fifteen should be fine for it, but um, it ran just fine on twenty-five too. Either one is fine. All right. Uh, and took a bit to get it started up. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm checking something. Yeah. Um, you know, to get everything worked up, and once I got it cranked, because I didn't really could, ha I didn't have a good feel of where the needle valve stopped. It's it's got kind of a weird. Oh, it's not the normal. What is it? Two and a half turn. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I've got the manual. Yeah, but it wasn't easy to feel the stop. It's got a the way they set up this needle valve is kind of weird. Let's see what Leroy uh, has to say about that. <laughs> Usually, it's a yeah, couple. Whoops, couple of turns, two and a half turns, three turns. Right. All right. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yeah, I'm just double checking something. I couldn't remember something, so okay. It's just got one shim, okay, He's which is fine. It's got a low compression head, so it's not a big deal. I think there'll be f fewer uh rumors if you show the engine in your frame. Yeah. <laughs> You're just I, looking down, working on something. Oh, sorry, in the I, I took the head off to take to double check something because I couldn't remember. So there's the glow head, okay. Uh, so it's all ready, so um, I'll, I'll send it back out to you. Thank you, and Maybe add you. in a, a quart of the appropriate Fitz fuel. Sure, I'll and uh, invoice me. Invoice you. Yes. <laughs> hazmat sticker invoice. on it. <laughs> do not drink. Do not feed the pregnant women. So, so I need to order a, a handle, half a handle, and a, a glow plug igniter for that. Yeah, we, we talked about that before. Did you look up? Well, only the, the handle. handle. I I didn't realize that I don't have any of the the clips for the glow head. Oh, so yeah, I need to get one of those too. Yeah, those are usually pretty easy to find. Yeah. Uh, all the sales just look on eBay. There's always somebody selling. For yeah, I'm sure I could even just make one if I needed to. Uh, yeah. I've seen people even take regular, the regular size glow, just stick it on top and do it as well. It's kind of oh, clunky, okay. but it works. Did you use uh, the spring start when you started it? Yeah, I do. Some okay. people don't like to use it. I always use the spring start. I don't, I don't like to do it. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't have a spinner, so I can't use my electric start right. very easily. Uh, that one's normal rotation, right? Yep, normal rotation, counterclockwise. Okay. All right. So shouldn't be any issues. So the, don't that, touch the needle valve. Should be ready okay. when you get it. That's your propeller, right? That's my propeller. Yeah. So okay. Do you need a propeller? Um, no, I've got one here that was with it. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm All good. Right. We need one. So this last thing, don't touch the needle valve. Just crank it right up where it is. It's already set a little bit on the rich side. All right. Just CA it in position. Well, I wouldn't do that, but <laughs> it should start in its current position or maybe open it up an eighth of a turn or something like that if it's, if it's not quite running. But it this should All be right. pretty much where you need it to be. You want right. to run it a little bit on the rich side and on the control line planes, by the way. Don't lean it okay. out too much. All right, well, thanks, Fitz. I really appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad I can get it running. It was nice to play around with that a little bit. Yeah. So now I feel indebted to go through with this project. It's not one that can stall. <laughs> you're, you're committed. Yeah. So kind of like plywood overcast, right, Lee? What? <laughs> I've got it from you. I think that's enough. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah. George, you have a good question. How's the tank on that? Oh, um, let me see if I can show it. Also, uh, Tony asked what prop size do you have on it? Um, I ran on a 5.3. I know I figured that wasn't going to be too much of a, a load on it, but I don't know what Terry has. I have no idea what he. Uh, let's see. Here it is. Put a five ten on there. 
That looks like a 5.3 little plastic one. Oh, or... gosh. Uh-oh. Where are my readers? So I get looking down at something questionable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I this is... Uh, I have readers somewhere around here. <laughs> this is a 10.6. So. <laughs> the one by two? Yeah. Um, yeah, Let's I think that's... Else. The five-inch prop. So this is the bottom piece of the fuselage right here. So it goes in like this, and it's got the tank integrated into it. And I actually think it is a separate piece that gets glued in, but that's the tank. Okay. Is uh, the um, fuel line okay? No, it was dry rotted, but I'll replace it with regular fuel line, okay. unless it matters. No, no, no. I just was just wondering if it had a fuel line. I know that's old. It did, but yeah. It was, Do you have the fuel line? for it um i probably saved the one that i pulled off of it yeah would you have any new i have some fuel line if you want i can throw it in the box if, if you don't mind throwing a couple inches of fuel line in there that'll uh, save me yeah. a little hassle do i need to be here <laughs> should i leave you two guys alone <laughs> no we're done <laughs> you just gotta insert yourself lee <laughs> i can't <laughs> now i know what it feels like when i'm running my mouth for a while <laughs> All right, so I'm excited to get this thing going. This will be my first uh, control line experience in a while, my first half A experience in a while. Um, yeah, I hope it's positive. <laughs> so, yeah, the by last the way, time I've, what? Do, do not drill a quarter 20 hole onto the wingtip to try to put a run cam on it. <laughs> I don't recommend that. I make no promises. <laughs> Just big cam sitting on it, wondering why right. it's flying like this. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, I it tried out. Turn right. <laughs> <laughs> I tried out my new uh, uh, Insta360 Go Two on Model Aviation Day, and uh, I used it as a hat cam, which I had not done with my first one. But the new one comes with a pretty cool mount that clips right on the end of my uh, hat bill. And unlike my other hat cam, which is usually a GoPro Session Five, you can't even tell that this one's there. With the the Session your hat, just kind of sags down and. It's hard to turn your head, but with this one, it's uh, no big deal. And it seemed to work pretty well. I've looked at the footage, and uh, it seems to be pretty good stuff. So more to come on that. So the plan is more than just a pixel flowing around? Well, no. You still – and there's no zoom, so you only get the close passes and all that stuff. There's a lot of editing to do, as with any hat cam. But it seems to be as up to the job as any of my other action cameras at half the weight or less. So, bada bing. And the neat thing about the clip that comes with it, I wish I'd thought to bring it down here, but it's got the clip part that seems pretty obvious, clips on the bill of your hat, and then it's got a swivel mount with detents. So, depending on how you like to wear your hats, you can aim the camera um, up or down. Steve wants to know how much they cost. I think they're not, 300 not bucks. <laughs> just, just yeah, they're not cheap for the size. I think it's 300 bucks for the go-to, and the original go is going to be a little bit less. But in terms of lightweight camera that has good quality, that's kind of the <laughs> the, the starting point. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So the Runcam 2 is still probably best bang for the buck. At, I think they're 80, 90 bucks or 90 to 100 bucks and pretty light and do a good job. But then the next step up would be GoPros, um, and they're much heavier. And then below the run cam, cost-wise, it's garbage. You don't get any good video quality. So this is kind of a happy medium in size and price and weight and all that stuff. Well, the footage you've always shown is really cool. So it's got a neat factor for sure. Yeah, it does. And the 
the reason I like it is because it widens the pool of airplanes that you can put a camera on. You can go much smaller with it. And then on the bigger airplanes, it widens the positions that you can put a camera. Like on my FW190, I was putting stuff behind the canopy and you can still get good CG. And um, I might have it here and I might've shown it before, but I made a little um, a dummy uh, offset so that when I put it on a wingtip, I've, I've got this that goes on the opposite wingtip, which is the same weight and about the same profile. And it has female quarter 20 threads there. So Always even, I tried to. So even with both of those, it weighs less than a GoPro would. So anyway, it's uh, pretty neat. It's not faultless by any stretch and it's not cheap, but if you want to get decent in air footage, it's a good option. Cool. <clears throat> Only Toyota made an action camera. <laughs> Fitz would buy 20. <laughs> that is an option. That's an option for RAV4 is to get a 360 cam, <laughs> parking cam. Oh, it didn't have one? I, I didn't pay for it, but yeah, oh. it's, it's an option. It's an upgrade. I tell you, I got it on my Suburban. That's so cool. I mean, it's it saved my butt because it's so big trying to get in and out of small parking lots. Well, yeah, when you're driving a small ocean-going vessel, yeah. <laughs> It is. It is nice. It's very helpful to have that darn thing. Yep. And I think I also enjoy it. And I I say this, but I'm I'm being safe. But you can actually activate the camera while you're driving, so you can uh, show the cameras forward and backwards and left and right. So while you're driving, like just in case you have something you're towing something or something, you can right. actually see it for like eight seconds or something like that. It's, huh, it's fine, neat. but you can see that, and it's pretty cool. I and, and it's even funnier when you go through a car wash. The kids always <laughs> turn it on when you go through a car wash. <laughs> I always thought it'd be cool to have one of those scrolling marquees in your back window so you could talk to the people behind you. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Microphone. That's yeah. I've talked about that before. Yeah, let them know what's up. Now, Steve, I disagree with you. He said he likes your shirt better than my shirt. What's uh, up? I don't know. I'm not prone to argue with him. <laughs> I didn't really notice, Terry. What's, what is it? It's just a Hawaiian shirt. I actually haven't oh. worn this in a couple of years. But I decided to get it out today and uh, take it for a spin. All so right. thank you, Steve. I appreciate you noticing. So for those of you playing the drinking game, I'll just say FAA if you're using my keyword, <laughs> my buzzword, just so you can have a drink. If, you, if you've been waiting. Fix I couldn't hear internet. you. What was it again? <laughs> FAA. Oh. FAA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so look, Lee is your name. Is that from Aliens? It is. Very ah, good. Somebody wake up, Hicks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just noticed it. <laughs> to nuke it from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> Nerd. It's an awesome movie. You didn't. You didn't know who I was. What Corporal Hicks was? No, I was going to ask, but uh, no, yeah. I, I didn't. I just couldn't I, remember I, his first name. It was Dwayne or not? I don't. I was going to use Private Hudson because <laughs> game over, man. Game over. <laughs> 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 what are we going to like, do now? I, like they, <laughs> 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 There's oh, some great characters in that movie. All right, so I have a suggestion. Let's go to the audience. Let's go to our viewers, listeners, watchers, whatever. And ask, see if they have any questions or stuff they want to talk about. Oh, you know what? While you guys are texting your questions, I've got to read this. This makes me laugh. I think Terry is aware of it, but I read it to Fitz. And Fitz laughed so hard on the phone, it made me chuckle. Here you go, guys. We have this nice letter from TJ in the UK. And I just love this. Uh, I want you to know that here in the UK, we really enjoy your podcasts. One question. 
Have Fitz or Terry ever thought of taking up second careers reading bedtime audio book stories? <laughs> Their soft, lilting, mellow tones can be very soothing and would be excellent in this role. <laughs> Needless to say, this is my fight, but <laughs> needless to say, their voices are perfectly countered by yours, which brings the necessary elements of spark enthusiasm <laughs> to the table. <laughs> TJ, I love that so much, man. I smiled so big. And then again, Fitz is laughing like he did when I first read it to him, but soft, lilting, mellow tones. Man, you got me on that. That was great. <laughs> oh, let's now maybe that's the question we post people what bedtime story should those two guys read for your pleasure <laughs> do you have any small kids we can try to see get a judgment call on their soft lilting voices right. uh, oh gosh look at this already so <laughs> we've talked oh. about fitz's voice a lot he's got that baritone but i don't think there's anything particularly soothing about mine i have a raspy voice that doesn't go anywhere so where I work is in kind of a factory and it's always loud. And I feel like I have to scream for anybody to hear me. <laughs> and I, I forgot the name, but Terry, you may, it may just pop in your head. What's the guy who had the annoying voice who did like the, um, Gilbert Gottfried? <laughs> exactly. That's, that's how I feel. <laughs> I guess that's me. I have the Gottfried character. That's great. That Terry's Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, that's good. I think that's our job. We, we all three got to go pick a bedtime story and, and let's read it to our, uh, our listeners. Well, there you go, Terry. You got to read Winnie the Pooh, right? Um, okay. Does that make me ticker? <laughs> That'll be episode one. <laughs> what is this one? Is this 136? Um, oh, uh, I think it's 135. Is it? Okay. So that'll be episode 136. <laughs> so nighty night with the RC round table. <laughs> oh, maybe we could, well, what was that? Bring uh, your own NyQuil. Three, three men and a baby. When he's uh, reading the book to the baby or he's, reading the sports page about a boxing match. I saw goes, that movie in 1989. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. <laughs> so, so we can all take a manual from a plane we're building. <laughs> so, so speaking of sci-fi, you know who directed that movie? Remember? Speaking Which, of sci-fi, who directed Three Men and a Baby? Three Men yeah. and a Baby. Ridley Scott. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's all I got. I don't know. It was a much more logical person. Leonard Nimoy directed that? He directed that, yes. Wow. I, I thought there was an inter entertaining movie. Oh, my gosh. So. <laughs> Ow. Oh. <laughs> we should all read The Three Little Pigs. <laughs> Would that be a Tickle Me Elmo or just a regular Elmo? <laughs> oh, my God. That's that reminds me of a joke that I can't say live on the show. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So we talked about our soothing voices. That's hilarious. Uh, mm -hmm. Any other? Sam Kinison. Oh my gosh, that would be awful. I don't want to think that. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> say it, say it. <laughs> Speaking of him, I was watching. Um, you remember the movie Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield? Oh yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, that was on some channel a couple of weeks ago, and I was watching it. It's still a thing, funny movie. And there's a scene, of course, with uh, Rodney. Uh, what's his name? Sam Kinison. Yeah. In it as a teacher. <laughs> I just love how he's yelling at Rodney and then Rodney tells him, you know, the, the truth. And he goes, that's right. He's that's right, like, yes. Ah, right. <laughs> Rodney goes like, hey, I like this guy. He cares about what? I have no idea. 
<laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, hey, Raymond. Raymond. Hey. Russell. Hey, Russell. Hey. Russell. Hey. So here's uh, a topic I wanted to talk about tonight. Did you oh. have a comment, Fitz? Oh, no, I just said Russell's a fellow club member of mine. Okay. So the um, – and you guys tell me if you don't want to talk about this, but the new Hobby King Mustang – Is it a topic we want to touch? Does anybody care to guess what I'm going to say? <laughs> well, well I think maybe, we, maybe we can have a good conversation about it. I, I think will, there's I two mind. facets worth talking about. One, the airplane itself, and two, the... History? Or? The, yeah, the full-scale implications surrounding it. So let's start with the model. I'm not asking if you want to talk about it anymore. We're just going to talk about it. You mean the Tower Hobbies Red Racer? Well, that was my question. I haven't seen Hobby King's page on this. I've just seen some of the advertisements. But when I saw it, I'm like, oh, with that hatch, that looks like the Tower Hobbies Mustang that we three viewed, um, just reincarnated with a different paint job. Well, wasn't that yours? Or you had the Red Racer, girl? I had the racer, yeah. It's hanging in the rafters behind me. Lee, you want to put up a picture? That's I, right. I, I'm doing that's that right now. The, Unless Terry just goes get to get it. Goes that's to get it right it. there. <clears throat> okay, give me a second. Was it a review for you? Can't you can't see it. Um, was it a review? I knew I did it on one of my tested articles, but I don't remember if it was specifically a review about the plane or some lesson that used that plane as the, the subject. Can you get it, Terry? Yeah, I can get it. Hold still. I'm, I was working on it. But okay. Although that doesn't look very good because it's big. It's out of. <clears throat> okay, so the plane we're talking about is this, guys. I know Terry's off to get it. But we all reviewed these Tower Hobbies aircraft. We all liked them. I think we all agreed the, the cons were so few that we would definitely recommend them. I have two. I have Miss America and Shangri-La. And after Terry kind of intimidated me yeah. <laughs> uh, that I should be flying Miss America on 4S. I did. And there's actually some videos on YouTube and it is actually quite a lot of fun. It's dang quick. I mean, it's super quick. So yeah. go out there and look at my aviation page. So do I fly. You, go ahead. Do you have the Hobby King version? I Do I have the Hobby King version? Yeah. Like to show on, yeah, no, there. on the screen. Okay. Oh, I will in a second. I just wanted to talk about this. So anyway, this is the kit that Terry has. Let me Stop sharing and let me do my job here. Sorry. All right. There you go. Okay. So, Terry, why don't you describe it or talk about it real quick while I pull up the other one? What's there to say? It's the pull the, pull the, the Mustang kit. Yeah, kit. This was a cool kit from Tower Hobbies because it was a Mustang kit that came in four different variants. This whole back piece is a hatch. And so they offered a hatch that was the racer canopy like this, a B model Razorback and also a bubble canopy. And I think there were two or three different paint jobs you could get the bubble canopy. Um, but the rest of the airframe was the same. And it came with that magic 1000 kV motor that was totally underrated and could take a lot more power than, than they utilized. And so this was upgraded to four cells with a smaller prop. I think I'm running either a 9.6 or an 8.8 on it now and getting close to 500 watts on it. And Makes this thing boogie pretty well. It's a neat airplane. Yeah, and that's what I do on my Miss America, what Terry does. So I've yeah. pulled the landing gear off. Yeah, users. that was the one fault we all agreed on, that it noses over way too easy. So grass takeoffs are no-no, but it will take off from asphalt carefully. Um, so, yeah, I took the retracts out of mine as well. 
Yeah. Mr. But on Shangri-La, I keep it at 3S and just a little shout out to my oldest. Um, it does tend to nose over. It's a great flying plane, but it does tend to nose over the gear. But darn it, we went to Bomber, I think, and I told Austin to be careful with that one. It doesn't, you know, what's the nose over? He squeaked that landing. He had it sitting on the two mains and just, oh, uh, I was like. On the grass? On the runway. Oh, I mean, okay. but he, he had it. I mean, it was nice. It was a beautiful landing. Yeah. It didn't fall over at all. So kudos for him. So here is Galloping Ghost. And well, that sure looks similar. Yeah, it looks very similar. And in the same hatch lines, I don't know if you can see my, yeah, you can. Yeah. So it goes all the way back to here. So it pops off the same. And I looked at uh, Chris Wolf's, the RC Geeks uh, video, oh, right. his mm -hmm. review on it. And I think, unless there's anything else to talk about the plane, do we want to go to the next? Well, not yet. I'm just curious oh, okay. if it is the same thing, like reuse the molds and how does all that work? Where were they in for the last five years and how did Hobby King use them? And did Hobby King use the same motor or some similar motor servos? I don't remember what was in here, just normal nine gram servos. But anyway, I'm just curious what persists from when it was Tower Hobbies to what it is now and kind of how it got that way. I can't see much of a difference. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I, we don't have any insight into the equipment unless we go to a hobby page, which... Well, no, I, when, when you see Chris do the review on it, he opens it up and it looks just like the interior. Yeah. But I can tell you, as fast as I know mine is, I would not want to fly it in an all-silver scheme with <laughs> that much contrast. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yeah. There's some big, big pink, hot pink triangles on the bottom. <laughs> right. And so now we can switch gears to the other part that it's the the trim scheme of galloping ghost which is the p51 that crashed at reno a few years ago and killed several people it was a horrific crash Horrible. and yeah. and we received a letter from somebody who was at reno that day and was there when that crash happened and did not like the fact that this was a subject chosen for that model and let's have a discussion about that personally i I can see where they're coming from and I get it and I can understand why that would be sensitive for them. At the same time, it's not really an issue for me. And I think there's other aspects that are similar. I know a lot of people take issue with swastikas being on World War II German planes where, I don't know, that's never really been a thing that I considered. Um, and by the same token, maybe Fitz has a Japanese plane that has uh, some American kill markings on it, and somebody's granddad was shot down in World War II, and they would not like that. I think there's probably any number of instances where something about the way an airplane looks or the paint job on it could uh, cause a reaction in somebody. And I don't know. At what point do you draw the line that it, it makes sense to not include it? And I don't know what the answer is. Fitz? Uh, yeah, Terry kind of hit on something that I was going to sort of pose as a question. And I know it's, it's sensitive. And if you see the video of, the, of it crashing, it's brutal. I mean, it hit hard and fast. And it was it was just just really heart, heart, heartbreaking. <clears throat> uh, but I also was thinking, you know, what is sort of Terry alluded to. Um, you know, is this any different than um, selling a you know a German aircraft that was responsible for the Holocaust and murder of six million Jews, or selling zeros that were uh, that partaked in the 
Pearl Harbor to kill 3,000 Americans. Uh, we, 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 we revere and we, we I, don't, I lost my words. We, we talk, we like these models. We appreciate the design aspect that went into them. Uh, how soon is too soon? How emotionally attached can we uh, get to the, a lot of these models were meant for death and destruction, no matter who they are. Right. A lot of the, all the warbirds, they were meant for one thing, to kill people and break things, as they say. So I, I, I understand the sensitivity, but where do we draw the line? Right. Yeah, some people might see that model as a tribute to the what the airplane was and kind of a, a memoriam of what happened. Other people would see it as a, a, a harsh reminder of what happened. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's all in the viewpoint. I think WTT pilot made a good point. <laughs> it's just a bad paint scheme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as a third person trying to follow this thing in the sky, pure silver is just horrible. Now, now Lee, you haven't had your, your opinion. My initial reaction was I, I didn't think it was appropriate. Uh, maybe I felt it was still too soon because I think, like Fitz mentioned, if you haven't seen the video, that is all over YouTube. But um, it, it is horrific. You know, the pilot had no control. He most likely passed out. It's it's tragic if you read the details that one little part that broke off could cause the plane to basically get out of control, well, take it out of the pilot's command, you know, control. And he most likely had passed out with, what, over nine Gs? Um, yeah. after it failed. So he had no control and it, it, it killed innocent onlookers. Um, so that was my initial reaction. I didn't think Galloping Ghost was a good choice. I had mentioned to somebody that I kind of wish it was just a more generic, like the Red Racer Reno scheme, some kind of high-speed scheme. Yeah. And But there's also that aspect of legend, legendary, our honoring. Um, we still sell, and Fitz, you can attest to this. Look behind you. How many of those models that you have um, on your shelf there that are of air <laughs> stop hitting your microphone uh how many models do you have there that are no longer that may have sunk ships that may have sunk like the titanic people still make the titanic boat that killed what over two thousand people um is that right i mean so I think more you, than that but yeah but the you know there are so there are tragedies uh, i mentioned to one friend it's like uh dale earnhardt's number three car you know when he died i didn't think anybody would ever drive number three and a lot of people were not happy that number three was still going to be on the road. They wanted it to be retired. Um, so seeing it in, in someone else's hands, it was felt wrong. Uh, but I, it's funny because I know that's initially how I felt and I've heard some other talk about its history. In fact, uh, Matthew pointed out here and I'll bring it up. It's kind of lengthy, but um, you know, he says it is legendary and iconic. And as Fitz pointed out, a lot of planes that we fly that are replicas are, you know, you, if it was World War II right now, you wouldn't be seeing American kids building zeros or or Falkwolfs, you know, for as model airplanes, most likely. And if they were, they were using them as targets. So it, it, it's interesting you say that. I know somebody, Terry. You know who this? If I told you name, you know exactly who he is. Um, he refuses to build. Well, he's a model airplane guy, really good builder, uh, but he refuses to build Axis aircraft because his uncle was killed in world war ii by a german uh fighter pilot so he's he he's you know i totally understand that he's he's he won't build any access and just like i guess a lot of world war ii vets when they came home they refused to buy japanese cars right and that kind of stuff oh, so, really? yeah so I, I understand it and it's and that's you know I, I don't think of anybody negative for thinking that i totally understand um but, I, but 
but it's just, in my opinion, I think it opens up a lot of can of worms if you really go down a rabbit hole too much. I'm not yeah. sure if Terry saw this because he was talking when I showed it, but you know, this is Carf models, a very mm. popular, you know, fiberglass, large giant scale aircraft. Galloping Ghost is right here. It says it's backordered, but I don't know how long this model has been on their inventory. It, yeah. it could have been here before Galloping Ghost crashed. So it just may have been one of their models. But the point is, they still sell it. My initial reaction was the, the Hobby King because that's the first time I think I've seen an RC model. But obviously, other people out there have had it. So like I said, you, so you just you got to sit on it for a little while to, under, you know, to realize what was the purpose of them doing it. Was it just because... I mean, <laughs> you'd kind of hope they were doing it to, to pay respect to the aircraft, but or were they doing it to uh, get attention? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I wonder if they contacted the families or anything, answered permission or, you know, Wait, why? I don't no, know, but I would be very Permission. Hmm. Yeah. Given their track Pretty sure that's not what happened there. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to be. Well, see, and uh, George said this, you know, they built them as recognition models. Okay. that's and That's why I'm okay with that. But in this case, it just, I, I don't know. I didn't feel like that was what they were doing here. I think they were just trying mm. to, I think they took the mold and said, what's a Reno racer? Oh, well, let's go with that one. Well, they, I think George was talking about uh, access airplanes kids built during World War II. Kids. Yeah. Are, oh, like, okay. All right. That's yeah. further back. Okay. Good point. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, I'm, I can imagine a kid in World War II building an access aircraft just thinking for a firecracker in it. Right. <laughs> 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 hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know how you summarize that, but yeah, I'm sympathetic to the way they feel about it. And other people, I would have said probably 10 or 15 years ago, I wasn't sympathetic about it. I'm like, yeah, hey, whatever, it's history. Don't worry about it. Just dude, go have fun. Uh, probably more so now. Um, I can put myself in that position. So I'm sympathetic to it, but I don't necessarily have any strong feelings about it either. Yeah, maybe the case just being so close to when it happened. I mean, when, it was only a few years ago, right, this happened? Yeah. Oh, it's been longer than that. But I'll pull no it out. Well, okay, I, yeah, I'm sure had I been there, I would have a much different outlook on this whole thing. So so maybe I've got a, hmm, I won't say biased opinion, but I used that accident as a lead-in to one of my uh, um, Engines of Ingenuity scripts. 10 years ago. 10 years. Was it 10 years ago? Yeah, September 16th, 2011. Ago? Holy crap. Okay. So... I used it. It was in a, it was something recent in the news, and so I used that as a sort of a hook to talk about the P fifty one and the design of the aircraft and, and that kind of stuff. And uh, um, so, Ooh. wait, what was the platform? But, for I, this? but I knew it for money. <laughs> I, I like what Buck said, but it, you know he's right. and that's maybe why I don't feel like they did, Buck. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't think they were saying. I don't think they put legendary that way, or or in respect or no. in honor of. No, they did have something in the in the description of the plane. They did talk about the accident. Oh, they did I. have some. Yeah, if you look at it under on the Hobby King website, they did <laughs> now <laughs> after they. Yeah, it. I don't know. Yeah, if it's always <laughs> was there, but when I went to look, they did. They mentioned it and try to have some reverence for it. So, yeah. so, oh. so it didn't sound like they were totally oblivious. Well, that's good. But I like yeah. I like that we all shared. I mean, we all had unique perspectives on this and you know i'm trying to think if there's a plane i would refuse to build or if i didn't know obviously calvin ghost was not would not be a first choice for fifty <laughs> one, but um yeah i don't i don't know right now yeah i don't think i'd refuse to build any particular plane unless it's something i just already built a bunch of times uh, as you know i like aircraft and i like the design and engineering and the thought behind them so even you know i just 
I'm waiting for something funny to come out of Terry's mouth. Yeah, he looks well, like his gears are turning. <laughs> well, when, when Fitz said there, he doesn't know of any models he would refuse to build. The thought that popped in my head is the only RC models I refuse to build are those from Hobby King. So but that's, <laughs> that's because I can hold grudges for a long time. So. Oh, man. Well, I hope this, is, this was actually an interesting point, and I appreciate the person for writing to us about this. And I can only imagine being there and seeing that. I can uh, totally understand having some really strong feelings about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Moment of silence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and move on. All right. So what is next on our list? I don't know. What do you want to talk about, Terry? Well, <laughs> I think I just brought up the last topic. What do you want to talk about, Fitz? <laughs> what, what plastic model is on your table right now, Fitz? <laughs> um, well, I guess go. another 3D printed plane I've been working on. Oh, I oh. oh, right. Speaking of 3D printed planes. Right there. Here's one right there. So, so I was printing. Uh, so there it is right here, actually. So I got another model I've been working on, and um, mistakes were made. <laughs> So I've got to reprint the fuselage on it because it's 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 broken. Humpty <laughs> Dumpty sat on a wall. Yeah, it was a it was a bad launch. Uh, my launcher failed in his one job. No, just kidding. Hey, um, a pusher that was probably screaming like crazy. Does it yeah. have a handle for him on the bottom? Yeah, there's a handle here. Okay. Let's just say he didn't get his hand out of the way quick enough. Was the motor running? It, it might have been. Ah. <laughs> but here another so I, i've been printing up the new pieces for it and i've got one piece i've got the uh part of the wing here so that, now being that i'm reprinting it's easy i can all the files are already there and already sliced so i just go in and dial it up so i started printing the other side of the wing and this is what i came to Oops, it, yeah. it actually printed a two-thirds of the wing <laughs> and it popped off the table. I haven't oh. touched it. This is how I this is how I found it when I walked up into the room. And then I got the bird's nest. So it popped off the plate. I, I obviously didn't have enough glue. I thought I had enough glue left on it from the previous print. Uh, and so now I got a bird's nest uh, and a two-thirds printed piece of wing. Is that a lightweight PLA? Yeah, this is the LW PLA from, I don't know if you can see it, from eSun. From Sun Toyota? Uh, this is stuff. <laughs> it's a new Toyota. Wow. <laughs> LWPLA. So that's the stuff I was telling you about, Lee. You were asking me about it. And so I've been so using that. I will. I will talk about my 3D printed stuff. Yeah. So I posted a photo. I think you guys already know. I lost my 337. And we I had a nice discussion several months ago about this crazy video where your Skymaster seems to hang in the air. After a bad launch, and then just zooms off. Yes. This time, what it happened? Zoomed, no. It zoomed zoom? into a spin. It zoomed into a spin. Oh. Yeah. Oh well. I can't throw with my right arm because of the surgery. So, I I've had success flying it in Dallas when I went to Best Tech's, you know, last year. And you launched yourself. In yeah, Florida? I launched it myself, and it that was pre-surgery. Pre-surgery. Right. So I asked Austin to throw it and. Mistakes were made. I don't have the photo here, but needless to say, it left his it left his right hand because he held it with two hands and he did it this way. He went one, 
too. <laughs> his right hand was behind the CG, so when he fl flipped it, the, it, the tail went down, and the prop, my prop wasn't spinning. That's right. <laughs> you know, I had that switch that keeps you from doing that. So and, you had just uh, the front motor spinning. Yeah, so the just the front motor, and I, well, it went up. I did hit the back, but at that point, it wasn't going anywhere. But I digress. Lost my 337. At first, I wasn't planning on reprinting it, but uh, Jonathan from RC3D Print um, has a version two of the 337, and I said, okay, I, I guess I'll give it a try. So this is for you, Fitz, because I can't figure this out. And maybe if anybody else is here, <laughs> I just saw George. If anybody else is here, but can you see that, Fitz? Can you make the screen bigger? Oh, yeah, stand by. Yeah, I would never even think about doing that for me. Let me go so over there. <laughs> oh. Uh... Every time it starts the next layer at the Z seam, it just drifts it just doesn't leave you mean drifts it looks like you might have your retraction too aggressive well it's it's starting the new layer so i don't know yeah but you might it may be it may retract the it filament on new so, layer it looks so good everywhere else i just hope the dummy understand what's going on it's only it, at the z scene is it texture that we're talking about no that's that's holes that's all oh, yeah. oh okay i mean it looks it, like it's it looks like it's under extruding at the start of the new layer exactly yeah so try adjusting your retraction settings see if it's reduce them maybe it's retracting too but much it, but it's so weird because if you here here's the thing if you look at the bottom there how many what's your wall thickness on the bottom now is the wall thickness changing no no it's one wall hmm. but see how it starts there at the bottom i mean i'm trying to I'm yeah sorry. yeah yeah it looks fine at the bottom but as and you then go up it starts to creep up and it just does these little sections there so is anybody maybe saying, as it's warming up uh ooh, maybe as it's warming up it's the filament slipping a little bit in the extruder this this is the same thing that happened on my second one but the good news is this is all it, it's on the bottom and i just yeah. usually ca this with thin and then i put gaff tape over it because it's just running along the bottom oh, but okay. i noticed that i can put my finger through this one now see <laughs> <laughs> well that's that structure sound yeah. So I mean, like, like I said, holes. yeah, like I said, everything else looks pretty good, but I gotta, I gotta figure out what that is. So I, I'm gonna check retraction, but I'm also, I might, um, I don't know. I just didn't know if anybody else had a comment on that. So your plan is to do the front half in PLA and the back half in lightweight. Yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, I'm, I was perfectly fine the way mine flew, and I know it was heavy. But I, I didn't really experience anything to me that felt like it was just a heavy flyer. I mean, yeah. I, I, I had I had a good time with it. But what I do like about version two is that it has rudders and it has a removable hatch this time. Are the rudder servos in the tail? Uh, no, they're near the wing. Okay. So I, I was, I'm all for it. I was like, yeah, I like that. So he did say that he would recommend me using PLA for the fuselage. Uh, and then using lightweight PLA for the tail. Um, I don't have lightweight PLA. I've never used it before. But I also know it's not a white. It's an off-white. It's like an eggshell. Yeah. So I'm trying to determine if I want to paint the whole thing. Anyway, it's up in, it's up there. Yeah. yeah, yeah LWPLA doesn't really have any color choices. I think there's two. Well, white <laughs> and black. <laughs> I just saw this comment. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That is magical stuff. And I just want you to know, Quinn, for Austin's birthday... I gave him a roll of gaff tape and I promise you <laughs> use it and he's going to love it. So if you don't have gaff tape in your toolbox, go get some. <laughs> um, a thought the 337 has rather thin tails and LWPLA is not 
is stiff as regular PLA. So does he have reinforcements or anything in there? Yeah, he's he's switched it to carbon fiber. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and you know, like he's he's said that, and it's like, okay, I, I don't mind trying it, but I, I gotta tell you, I was like, part of me is like, I had really good success with the second one. I mean, I had like this kind of issue, but you know, I, I dealt with it. I, I I might just print the whole thing with PLA plus and just try again. Now he has working rudders. Are the fins themselves bigger? Any bigger? No. Oh, so. right. I still think the fins are a little small. Just my okay. personal opinion on his design. I think he should, even if they're not, even if they're a little bit bigger in scale. I think they could. Be I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't. He hasn't mentioned to me that he changed that. Yeah. So, but good point. I mean, I'll, I'll maybe he did, and I'll, I'll take a took a look at the STL. I haven't gotten that far yet in version three, two. I just pulled the fuselage, so I'll get there when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you see what George put? Said. Uh, Broadcast the video on your big old TV and then keep your small device handy. Project the video like to a... your smart TV and comment on your phone. Or... Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. We're in life size. 60 inch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Begin. Uh, Quinn was asking me a question too. I saw it scrolled up uh, about 049 projects. I just wanted to address that real quick. Uh, I have some on a back burner, back of my head. I actually want to do another twin 049 because I'm a glutton for punishment. Uh, so I'm deciding what I can do that when I get around to it. I've been busy with other stuff, and it's been kind of hot in the workshop. So, Would you share a fuel tank? Share a fuel tank? Oh, no, no, two separate fuel tanks. Yeah. I've done it before. I had an Aero Commander that was a twin 049, and they had separate fuel tanks. <laughs> He's right, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Left a comment from Quinn. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll whenever your when Christmas comes, Quinn, I'll send you another roll. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, who... well, what's a good vendor for gaff tape, Lee? Is there a bad gaff tape? A cheap brand you do not recommend? You know, it's so funny. I just bought another roll because somewhere my other roll is MIA, <laughs> but. Uh, the B25 is on hold, but we're making paint progress. <laughs> the swamp um, B25? The swamp, yeah, the swamp yeah. B25. Yeah. The one that'll soon be a, a B25B model. So you're going to name it Swamp Rat, right? Sure. No. I don't know what, I don't know what, uh, he's he's watching, by the way, so you could ask him, Cody Cat 9. Oh. That guy right there. Yeah, yeah, Austin. No, that's not Austin, that's Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Oh, I'm sorry, Ryan. That's oh. right. That's Ryan's B25. <laughs> sorry. So you can so ask him if he's got to come up yeah. with a clever name that reflects its mildewy past. <laughs> Stinky rat. <laughs> the, the mildew Mitchell. <laughs> that's what he says he wants to do. It. Yeah. But that's fungus that's among us. <laughs> Man, you're a roll. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Scholes. <laughs> Uh, All right. Yeah. What else? What are you oh, asking for a new topic? You know what? You know what? Uh, I I mentioned this, and George is here. But uh, George, thank you so much again for the book that you gave thirty uh, Ryan thirty seconds over Tokyo. Uh, I sent you a photo. I'm pretty sure I, I emailed it to you. But he is very grateful. I'm sure if I ever get him to finish his letters, thank you letter, it'll get to you. Um, but thank you again. He's huge, huge Doolittle fan. So I'm sure he's looking forward to finishing that plane. Look at that. See, he's right there. 
Hey, and that reminded me that in the last episode, I talked about going into the antique store and buying this Echo Cub that we just talked about. Another thing I bought in that same store is, I believe, an original edition of the book written by Lindbergh's Navigator. I don't know why I can't think of his name right now, but this was a really old book and it was in super shape and I paid like 10 bucks for it. So yeah, I'm excited to read it. And another thing in that same store, or maybe it was one right next door to it, but in one of those antique stores, they had an old uh, testers display stand where testers had a balsa rubber band or chuck gliders, kind of like the Gillows stuff. And this was just a countertop display for that. That was, I don't know, probably from the 60s or maybe the 50s. It was in relatively good shape. And as we're walking through, my wife saw it. She's like, oh, you should get that and you can hang some of the stuff in your shop. That'll be neat. And I'm like, yeah, that is a good idea. Let me look. Guess how much that thing was? $5. No. $6. All right. I'll wait till we get a guess from a commenter. I know I had a number in my head based on other stuff I had seen about what I thought it would be worth and what I was willing to pay for it. <laughs> he did on some flights, right? I know. The fly. It was that just, fly. Not that, just not over the Atlantic. So the guy who flew with him on other stuff. I'll have to All get right. it down. Quinn's got um, three. Um, right. Oh so my I gosh, was... George. <laughs> he He's, I say it here, it comes out there. Thanks, George. Made me laugh. <clears throat> so okay, yeah, I was thinking was. 35, 40 bucks for this tester's stand. The price tag on that thing was $495. U.S. dollars. Take two, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it was crazy. So I wow. wiped off my fingerprints and I put it back where it was. But I might have a picture of it somewhere, but it was insane. So I don't know if there's some hidden value in these things. Maybe somebody had one on Antiques Roadshow one time where it was on Pawn Stars and they gave it a crazy value. But yeah, I don't know how anyone would ever spend that kind of money on a silly display like that. Even if it had all the original models hanging on it, that would be overpriced. Hey, Fitz, hey, how, much you, how much would you pay for this plane? <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. Right. <laughs> oh, you're almost right. <laughs> <laughs> Small world, huh, Terry? You just see that? Incredibly, yeah. I, I, I have a story to tell. Maybe we'll end it on this this little conversation piece. Well, yeah, we want to explain this picture. Oh, my gosh. This, this is fun. So I called Fitz about an an estate sale I found in Pennsylvania right. and it had a lot of RC stuff and most likely for someone who probably passed away and left their estate and some of the descriptions were just way off but there was a lot that I was looking at that caught my eye it was a twin otter from uh, e-flight horizon hobby and i was looking at it it's like man that thing looks brand new but it's part of an r excuse me rc lot i mean it didn't say model airplane it didn't say twin otter it said rc lot and behind that twin otter was literally a brand new ov10 bronco from i uh, was it flight line yeah the motion rc one. Oh my gosh and guys that plane is probably 450 you know new brand new yeah. and the wingtips were still in bags so i doubt it had been flown so for a while there, I was going, man, who do I know in Pennsylvania? So I call Fitz. I say, Fitz, do you know anybody near Pennsylvania? I'm looking for somebody near Pennsylvania. And he goes, yeah, I'm looking at the lot. Did you see there's a yin-yang there? <laughs> I felt bad because I didn't even notice in another lot. This one right here, there was a yin-yang. <laughs> so sure enough, 
um, on this sale, this pile with the, I guess that's a panther. Is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a yeah. panther. And a you know little tower. Does it say model airplane parts? Is this great right. or what? Model airplane parts. <laughs> a yin yang, a panther. Okay, but and, this is uh, a lot. Flying wing is another plans thing for model aviation. Yeah, really? I forgot the name. Like, of oh, this right here. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like one of those uh, Chaos R, the smaller one. Like yeah, it is. And that's right. funny. Lee's probably going to get to this, so I won't say it now about the right. Chaos. Well, that the wings were in one lot and the fuselage was in another. <laughs> I was going to get there. But guys, this was a sale of the century. I don't have the other picture up, but guys, I had called two clubs. I called the AMA district <laughs> president out there. I was trying so desperate to find someone in Pennsylvania because even though it said shipping available, the shipping company was not very helpful. And it looked like there was going to be like two, $300 to ship stuff. And I, I couldn't even trust it. And then I also didn't know like this had stuff had water damage or something. I, I was having my doubts, but guys, this pile, <laughs> this pile of model airplane parts went for $11. Yeah. The oh, one man. with the twin otter and the OV 10 Bronco <coughs> went for 40, <laughs> 40 oh, man. bucks. Some guy out there who bid on that is laughing himself to the bank. Because if anybody he, knows who oh, ended up with it, we want to hear from them. A, a, almost a brand new auto. I mean, right there, a $600 value on an estate sale. And this guy walked away with 40 bucks and someone got a yin yang for 11. Yeah, it looks like it's ready to fly. And I don't know if it's bigger than the, per the plans, but the motors are definitely bigger than I use on mine. So that thing ought to scoot. Oh, it broke my heart. I'm still getting over it. Well, I'm sure it made somebody very happy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I just, I couldn't, you know, Terry, Terry goes, come on, how much are you willing to just lose? It's, it's 40 bucks. It's 50 bucks. And just put somebody down. If you, if you don't get it, you know, you don't get it, you know? And I was like, yeah. no, man, I want to, I want that stuff. And it just, uh, I was worried that, you know, I'd never get it shipped to me. And, you know, who knows what they charge in freight. I, by the way, right. I shipped a package the other day. It cost me $11 for a small box. Yeah, I figure when I walk through the door with a box in my hand, it's going to be minimum 10 bucks. So even the um, the media mail is pretty expensive now. So yeah, it's gotten out of hand. It's going to cost you, you know, $38 to get that Cox engine back. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'll end up spending more in shipping than I did for the model. Anyway, but that was a, that was a guys, some deals can be made, go to swap meets. In fact, uh, Fitz and I are going to the Richardson. Is it Richardson, Texas? Is that where it is? Or what's the actual name? Is it Richardson Ray Control Club? Uh, Richardson Swap Meet, I think it's called. Yeah, I think that's Something what it's like called. That. Richardson Swap Meet. Uh, our buddy, Steve Davidson's uh, helping run it. And uh, I think, yeah, you're going Friday. Yes, I think I'll leave Friday morning. Yes, I may, I may, may, may take a day trip or spend the night Saturday night. Is it two there. days from now? No, uh, first weekend in September. Okay, right. Is it September third and fourth, or is it fourth and fifth? Do you remember if it's no September twenty fifth? Wait, is that far away? Yeah. Registration Red Control Swap Meet and Auction September twenty fifth. Oh wow! I'm so sorry. Okay, thanks. Yeah, just I'm north of Dallas. It's supposed to be really. Uh, we've we've from people who've been there before. They said it was a, the best nice. swap meet they've been to in the area. Michael, that'll Tom. be the weekend after you guys get back from the neat fair. 
wait, what? I guess we'll just and we'll just bring you back with us. <laughs> the drugs should later. be wearing off by then. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need to do. Uh, anyway, sorry to yeah. interrupt, but so yeah, there'll be a swap meet. I can see if the Broncos there. Hey guys, you should see. I've got this thing shipped to me for twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I put three hundred dollars on it. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, all, yeah. all I wanted was a twin otter because I just wanted to have another one, you know, because I just love flying mine. Uh, mm. So it's can't win them all. I know. I, know. I saw that Bronco at an event I went to two weekends ago at the Finger Lakes Air Pilots Flaps in Seneca Falls, New York. And it looked <laughs> really good. Why are you laughing? You made a funny. I did. Flaps, That's the name Finger of the Lakes. club. <laughs> <laughs> Flaps, Finger Lakes Air Pilots. That's pretty good. I, uh, yeah. That's pretty clever. So, yeah, that's in Seneca Falls. It's about not quite two hours from me. Anyway, I went out there for an event they were having the weekend before National Model Aviation Day. And a guy had one of those OV-10s there, and he was just doing a bunch of touch and goes with it. And he was making that thing look pretty. So it's a nice flying airplane. <clears throat> Sigh. <laughs> uh, sorry, I wasn't trying to rub it in. Just <laughs> but see, I have, I'm surprised no one said, hey, Lee, you could have bet $41 and paid shipping for $300 and still come up in the black <laughs> but i didn't all right uh just it would have all been like they would have just sawed the wing <laughs> folded right. it over <laughs> isn't that how you ship stuff terry you just cut the wings in half that one time fix going it. to e-fest yeah <laughs> it worked yeah I, mean, <clears throat> I think maybe that's what i was thinking it cost me a hundred something dollars to ship that thunder lightning i'll never do that again <laughs> yeah i did make fun of you for that you did you did yeah. and this is you know it was on a podcast too i think probably yeah I'm just going to put Fitz solo because he's just not, you know, paying attention. I'm answering somebody in the chat. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, look at the chat. Oh, he is. Okay. Quinn has been asking me some questions about his Cox 0490. He won't tell you that he sells that fuel specifically for Cox engines, but I'll say it. Yeah, Quinn, send me an uh, um, email Mike or check something. Check can... to cash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need a second RAV4. Here's the funny thing. George, you said, can I put it on our Facebook page? And the answer is I did. I just didn't go to look at it when I was talking. So lazy me. And yes. Oh, who is suggesting you come to best? Mm. <laughs> and he even used Mr. Okay. Well, thank you, Mr. Ryan. <clears throat> Did your dad put you up to that? Because he asked me daily. All right. I just cry myself to sleep going, Terry's <laughs> I would love to come down to Houston and uh, do that. I, I'm going to just send you commit. the ticket. I'm just going to send you the ticket and you're just going to have to use it. Is that how that works? <laughs> uh oh. Mark, Mark Benson, some guy I know. Y'all know Mark? <laughs> He's posted a link and I'm afraid to click on it. <laughs> <laughs> but I will. I don't think I, I can't even pull it up though. <laughs> so it's probably our event page. Yeah. It's the uh, page for the RCC swap meet. Oh, well, there you go. Our RCC swap meet. So, uh, high school cafeteria. Yeah. If you ever drive up there, but I look forward to it. Oh, live auction. Table cost. Um, you plan on selling anything, Lee? I don't know. We'll see. No. Well, I reserved a couple of tables, so you're welcome to share a table with me if you need. Oh, space. thank you. So you're planning to offload stuff then? Yeah, I got some stuff to sell. Yep. Here, you can build the hype now. What are you getting rid of? 
<laughs> just hey, odds and ends. Don't say Something. Twin Otter and OV10 Bronco. I got cheap. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, Lee, don't let him sell anything that I gave him. Okay. If, if I see plywood overcast on that table, <laughs> heads will roll. No. I don't know. What are you selling, Fitz? Uh, I've got a biplane I'm going to need to get rid of. Um, which I, for some reason, forgot the name of it. Dang it. Um, uh, one I don't fly anymore. It's, it's like a scale sport. Uh, you would have to ask me, so now uh, I'll remember as soon as we turn off. And I got a bunch of odds and ends. I got some niblets and things just to get rid of them, some, some stuff. Nothing really worth mentioning, really. Nothing fancy that I know of. Unless I decide the last minute to take something up. I don't think I have anything. I don't plan on selling anything. I got rid of the one plane I'd been, I've been. <coughs> tried to sell a couple of times. Was that uh, high tech extra three hundred? Right. So, uh, right. That's it. Oh, Matthew. Right. No, Matthew. Not the ultimate. It's something else. It's um. Ah, Great planes made an ARF and the kit version of it. It's like a sport biplane. Uh, for some reason, I can't remember the name of it. Don't blow. Because... Don't blow a gasket. Yeah. Oh well. Anyways, it's not not that important. Yeah, Sparky was online. I don't know if you guys noticed, but Sparky was here in the beginning, and he said he had to leave because his battery died or something. Yeah, so. man, talk about bad preparation. Stuart, uh, Sparky's OV10. Really? Oh, yeah, so hopefully we'll see Sparky up there. Yeah, you'll see Sparky at best. Oh, you mean a Richardson? <laughs> yeah, Richardson. Yeah. I'm sure we will. Right. I hope so. All right, well, I think that's a, that's a wrap. I had fun. We had some good talks. Indeed, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for joining, chatting with us. Making Skybolt? fun of us. Fitz, Skybolt? Skybolt, anybody? Clock? Yeah, Skybolt, that's it. Thank Tom you. wins. Um, yeah, because he's seen you it. You get a 10% discount on his asking price if you come to the Richardson Swap Meet. <laughs> that's a big <laughs> yeah. airplane. Yeah, Tom, you want the Skybolt? Yeah, it is. It's actually a really nice model. I just don't fly anymore. I got so many other things I've been flying, and I'd rather have somebody else enjoy it. It's electric. Oh. Uh, six cell electric. Fantastic. Um, just, I've got the Ultimate. The Ultimate's a little bit more my style. Mm. So, Fitz, last question. Where can people find you? Uh, do, you want, do you want to email at RC Roundtable? Yeah, contact, contact at rcroundtable.com. Fitz go. is awesome in the subject line. We'll know, we'll know who to send it to. Can you, can you put that in the chat? I don't, it's not easy for me to type that oh, out. I will type it right now. Thank you. And by the way, Lee, you have a message on uh, Instagram. I do. Okay. Should I read it right now? Is it, is it juicy? Have you already seen it? <sighs> <laughs> I saw it, but it... <laughs> <laughs> no. If it's not juicy, he doesn't want to see it. Yeah, it, it's a message. It's fine. Uh, it's not on this one. Okay, I have to go pull up my phone. All right, now I'm going to be fits yeah. for a bit. <laughs> Look down at something. Nobody knows what. Okay. <laughs> and if anybody's interested, I'll be offloading a bunch of airplanes too. Hey, look what popped up. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> nice. You going to swap meet, Terry? Somewhere? Um, I I don't know. I'm gonna try to go to events. I don't know if any of them are swap meets. Oh, okay. But typically you, you can take in. stuff anyway. Yeah, but I'm planning to get rid of a few things. Um, I don't know if I can list them here because I'm not sure what they are yet. But yeah, I've got some stuff that I just don't fly that much anymore to justify keeping them. So. It's yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. It's like you know, I really like them, but. Uh, they're just sitting collecting dust. Let somebody else enjoy them. Yeah. It's from somebody who was watching this tonight. It is. I didn't put it in yeah. the chat. It is. Yeah. He well, I don't know if he's still watching. 
He may he may want to be remain nameless. So <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right. No. You post Instagram, but not in the chat, huh? <laughs> exactly. I haven't read the whole story yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Was that it? That's your goodbye? That's my goodbye. See ya. All right. Well, thanks again, everybody. We go had to fun bed. with you. Get thanks for, for having fun with us. <laughs> and are we sure we hit all the things? Oh, I if we didn't, have... we'll do this again. I'm sorry. It the comments traveled so fast. I didn't realize Quincy was in there. Oh, uh, that's right. The, there's a thing at Shreveport. What is that? The Sharks Club? Yeah, Sharks had a big warbird flying this weekend up in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, looks like there'll be a really big event. They're already talking about people that have already arrived there uh, a couple days ahead of time, and all the Warbird Thunder guys are all hot and bothered about it. So it should be a good show. Uh, I, I'm probably not going to make it. I don't have any plans to go up there. It's like a four, five-hour drive from here. It's good, good haul. Can you do a good night, Moon, for the, the listeners? Oh, there was a time when I could have recited that. <laughs> My youngest is now 13, so it's uh, been a while since uh, I read that. Same here, same here. I have the book somewhere, but I'll have Fitz. Fitz, I'm going to give you the Goodnight Moon book, and then you have to read it. We used to just make up stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Goodnight battery charger. Yeah. Goodnight Good propeller. Good connector. <laughs> Goodnight, John Boy. Goodnight, CA. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you and CA have a tenuous relationship. Do <laughs> and they keep exploding in the back of your truck? Oh, that. <laughs> oh, well. All right, and so not tonight, but the next time we'll talk about the Starbond CA because I bought some based on your recommendation, and I'll tell you what I think. Okay. And and we'll save that. There's some Starbond okay. in the bottom of my uh, truck. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> the permanent resident, huh? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I was using I, some the other day. I, I got the WeatherTech floor the WeatherTech floor mats and thank goodness I did because like I said there's a big pile of super glue right there and <laughs> <laughs> saved my butt so Just breaking it in that's another story all right let's wrap it up all right good night everybody please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.